0: and welcome to another edition of the purple theory podcast my name is grant mcgalliard i have alongside with me as always my co-host my friend parker fleming parker if you'll allow me to quote the great iowa band slipknot uh and and allow me to embody the personality of matt campbell here i did my time and i won out throw ourselves against the wall but no one else can see the preservation of the martyr in me parker how are you doing
1: I'm doing uh doing all right grant I uh, was not prepared for my audio to be in my ears. I'm sorry that's great podcasting. Let me pull that back a little bit um i'm I'm doing well yeah man uh, I feel like that's a very appropriate line for the current coaching carousel. Um, with so many open jobs, I do believe that we are here to <laughs> we we are here to witness the, the last game that Matt Campbell coaches and names.
0: So this, this this has a great double meaning for for you because you get to dunk on Iowa State while also talking about the fact that the coach might not be there next year, which which really I assume fills you with some sort of perverse joy.
1: Yeah. So so one, I need to uh, calibrate this for our listeners. Grant and I had a little talk before. This podcast, and we decided that the last couple of weeks, this podcast has not been sufficiently hate and ass, mm-hmm. and so tonight we are going to have a hate and ass Iowa State podcast. So just prepare yourself accordingly. We'll do our analysis, we'll do our storylines, but any chance we get to uh, to knock these yahoos from the Midwest down a couple of rungs, we're going to take it. So that being said, um, I, I really think that um, Grant, Grant well, the wheel of time marches on, right? Blood alone moves the wheels of history. Um, some might even say that the wheel in the sky keeps on turning. Okay.
0: All right. That's enough. That's uh, enough. Go ahead. <laughs>
1: uh, and, and my favorite thing in the world is for people who are uh, grown and who cover college football, whether whether as a hobby, whether professionally, whether as fan blogs, whatever – they, they, they have not unsubscribed from that freshman year mentality about this place is special and it's different yeah. and the rules of history do not apply to me. Um, and so last year, I actually talked to some Iowa State fans who I, I really think that um, a lot of the online Iowa State people ha- have really not handled being in the spotlight well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think that there are a bunch of Iowa State people I really like. Um Talking to some of them about, hey, you're right. Matt Campbell's not taking the Arkansas job. That just doesn't make any sense. He's not going to do it. Hey, he's not going to take Auburn. That just doesn't make any sense for his career. He's not going to do it. Um, but there's a difference between, hey, it doesn't look like he's going to take a job that doesn't make sense versus uh, he's never, ever going to take another job. And Iowa State is a great job. And he can stay here. Right. And he's going to stay here forever. No, I think those are, those are different things. Right. This pocket. And Matt Campbell's about to lose, like... 15 super seniors and the only quarterback that has given him any modicum of success, three NFL draft picks, and he still hasn't hired a special teams coach. I, I, I think the writing is on the wall, especially with how many open jobs there are.
0: Yeah, this podcast's mantra has always been two things can be true. And uh, th- there, there are many things that can all be true about Iowa State and Matt Campbell right now. Parker, before we get into Matt specifically, um, while we're on the subject of coaches, let's talk about any updates any any chatter any any rumblings any any hushed whispers and coffee shops on Magnolia Street in Fort Worth about what could possibly be happening uh, with the TCU coaching search as far as I know Parker uh, ink is drying on the Sonny Dykes contract uh, metaphorically of course have you heard anything different what's your what's your uh your network telling you
1: the TCU coaching search is over yeah um, I'm fine saying that, uh, there, there are dotting I's, uh, crossing T's, minding P's and Q's, what, what have you. Um, I, I do want to say this has been the case from day one. I think TCU talked to some other people and they weren't sure that TCU was going to be as, uh, appealing a job.
0: I was yes. going to press you on that. So I, I didn't, mean to interrupt. I just want to make sure I got a question in there, which is, do you think Napier could have snaked that job had he not been a little bit flaky.
1: I do not believe there is a world where... Well, okay, so uh Billy Napier and Jimmy Sexton, his agent, um, had no intention of taking the TCU job. If you don't know why that answers everything and why Grant just let out a very satisfied uh, conclusion noise... You can Google what it means to be a Jimmy Sexton client. If you don't know who Jimmy Sexton is, you, you can go down a deep rabbit trail of learning about college football coaching world and agents. Um, and so I I think that TCU got played a little bit. First time coaching search. Um, obviously, they asked LT to be involved. And so they had to interview Prime. Matt Campbell is, is, again, like I said, all along trying to get his name back out there just because he wants another opportunity. Um, and so TCU talked to all these people. Only after they realized, hey, this job is important. But I mean, I mean, it, it's been dykes for for a long time. I mean, they they had a realtor. His wife was telling people that, that that wasn't nothing. And and I think I believed that there was a chance that something different was going to happen. But looking at how this all played out, it, it, it's been dykes from day one.
0: Can we engage in a brief dialogue that's kind of on the um, on the subject of tonight's episode? Or today's Called episode, if Rashad hell.
1: Samples doesn't come over with Sunny Dykes, we're going to burn well, Fort Worth to the ground.
0: Listen, that's a whole other issue. Um, <laughs> Please, <laughs> you, you you mentioned Matt Campbell. Um, TCU, I, I believe, and I know you do as well, is a better college football job than Iowa State. Is it a big enough job for a coach to make the leap from Iowa State to TCU? In terms of how 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 much farther would that have advanced? Matt Campbell's career in this hypothetical world where he was interested in the job and TCU was interested in hiring
1: him um no it's it's horizontal at best I mean Iowa State has more enrolled than you
0: know like sure
1: their enrollment is almost bigger than TCU's living alumni um the facilities uh at TCU are probably a little better, although they've invested a lot of money there and have some buy-in. Um, I think the biggest uh, agent there is is kind of um, access to talent yep. and how much easier it would be to recruit at TCU. And, and Matt Campbell is somebody who's who's recruited okay. Um, I don't I don't think it would be anything other than like it, it, Matt Campbell's not never was going to take the TCU job. This isn't I'm not wish casting. No, out. Talk, I wouldn't want him to. But
0: I'm talking about a hypothetical world.
1: Right. If where, he was going to take the TCU job, if he did take the TCU job in that hypothetical world, that would be Matt Campbell saying, I don't think I have it the next couple of years and I'm going to get left behind. This is a lateral move that resets my clock, lets me build up a team and then get a big job when Brian Kelly retires yeah. or, you know, Ryan Day goes to the NFL or whatever. Yeah.
0: Gotcha. Um, okay. On that note, you mentioned Reginald Samples. uh would love for him to be a part of the TCU Horn Frog family in 2022. Parker, let's talk assistants. Uh, rumors, chatters, sources, you name it, are, are, are floating out the name Graham Harrell, for offensive coordinator for TCU. I, I will say this. Th- th- this is my source on this. This is a buddy of mine who worked for the TCU Athletic Department, is an alumni at TCU, and grew up a huge USC fan, uh, plugged into some boosters. I said, hey, you know, Graham Harrell's name's kind of floated out. And he said, oh, no, uh, would be a disaster. Parker, what you, what is your opinion on Graham Harrell, TCU OC?
1: I think Graham Harrell would very much like to be uh, TCU's OC. I think that'd be a fine landing spot. I mean, it'd be kind of a step back for him. But given where he's going to be, uh, he's not, he's not, I do not think he is lucking into the let me rephrase that. He is not going to get the uh, USC job, uh, no. even though he might have for a moment thought that. Um, I don't uh, I don't love that. I don't love what he's done with Keaton Slovis specifically. I feel like Keaton Slovis has gotten worse as a quarterback. Hmm. Um, and, and I don't know what Harrell really, really brings. Um, he did a good job at UNT, but that was really only one year. Yeah. And I, I, I really don't know that that's an inevitability. Um, I, I, I also think that uh, presumably Jim Levitt is coming as defensive coordinator and Garrett Riley and, and A.J. Ricker are coming as co-offensive coordinators for TCU. I would be surprised if that wasn't the case.
0: Yeah, I, I would be too. I, I think and – and I'm fine with that, honestly. Um, if, if we're bringing Dykes, let's bring the package that he wants um, – Yeah, I don't know. I just thought it was interesting that uh, Harold's name was floated out. Um, There's certainly a splashy name. I'll say that. It would be sort of, could be uh, presented as a coup if TC was able to haul him in as OC, right? Big splashy name. It could have been a line for a bunch of big jobs. Hey, we're going to bring him in as OC, whatever. PR-wise, I could see why that would make sense.
1: Yeah, and he was at UNT and former tech guy, like all that. I I I think he would be Sunny Company 2.0.
0: I'm Uh, Oh, I'll give more credit than that. But okay, go ahead.
1: Interesting uh, note that I've heard uh, as well. Do you know who interviewed for the SMU job today? This week? Uh, No, I don't. Last week? No. Justin Fuente. (laughs) Which would be very funny um, on many levels. It would be just very, very funny. Uh, they're and, gonna hire uh, Rhett Lashley, and honestly, yeah. I kind of would almost rather have Rhett Lashley. Like, not at this stage in Rhett Lashley's career. He was OC at SMU. He's now OC at Miami. But I would almost rather have R- R- Rhett Lashley than Sonny Dykes.
0: Yeah, I, I honestly, I think I'd take him. Um, can we talk about the rumors uh, of, of Jerry Kill to New Mexico State? Have you seen that? Rumor?
1: Not rumors. Smoke. Real right. real stuff happening there.
0: Yeah. Can I interest you in New Mexico State defensive coordinator, Gary Patterson?
1: <laughs> Man, talk about being down bad. Um, I, I will say, I, I think that if Gary Patterson signals a real willingness to want to be a DC, he will get some serious oh, job offers. Oh, for sure. For sure. I, I, I can't imagine that NFL teams aren't already calling him. Yeah. Um. And so he, I, I really was... Um, I really thought that if he transitioned this year, he wouldn't coach anywhere else. But the way things went down, I I think that he will and wants to specifically to end his career the right way, Um, which is kind of sad um, and will be really weird to see. But I mean, he's in talks with Texas right now uh, about their defense right now. And so, I mean, he wants to coach and he's a little
0: angry. If you're Billy Napier and you're taking the Louisiana State job, or the Florida job, who the hell knows, but whoever LSU's next head coach is, Gary's already built a pipeline in Alexandria into all those areas in Louisiana. He can recruit it.
1: I do not believe that
0: you are hiring Gary Patterson for his... um, Recruiting? No, you're not. You're not. All I'm saying is it doesn't... Correct. All I'm saying is that it doesn't hurt.
1: No, uh, and I think that um, I think that the, the, the political economy of that situation is he would have to fit somewhere with a CEO-type coach who is a little bit more divide-and-conquer, whereas Billy Napier is like, my binder is 1,000 pages long, and
0: I'm an right. absolute freakazoid. Um, Which we could say so, now that he's not going to be TC coach. We can call
1: well, I mean, in anyway. a good way, like in a Chip Kelly, like I'm making my kids wear monitors and track their calories every day and yeah, that kind of stuff.
0: What what's the divider between a good way, Chip Kelly monitor way and a Tom Herman P chart way? I love the P chart. I respect P chart. Big fan of the P chart. You're a bad teammate. You're a bad guy. Can I give
1: you a disaster? <laughs> Can I give you a disaster scenario? That's no, just don't. really funny. I
0: don't. I don't. It, this no, this isn't Tom about TCU. This I is, is no, we're, okay. we're strictly okay. going
1: to enjoy this, and then we're going to get out of the coaching conversation.
0: Okay. Let's do it. Um,
1: I have been the, – the odds that Dave Aranda is the head coach at Baylor in 2022 might be smaller than the odds that Matt Campbell is the head coach at Iowa State in 2022.
0: Oh, I absolutely agree.
1: Can I interest you in no. Baylor head coach Tom Herman?
0: Can a sledgehammer go through shiplap? I don't know how structurally sound it is.
1: I don't know, man. I don't know. I think that would be really, really funny – Um, it wouldn't surprise me if they hired, and we were talking about a job that's not technically open yet, but I, I, it would surprise me if they didn't hire Montgomery from Tulsa. He was on Bryles' staff, but left early enough that like shit hadn't gotten public. And so he doesn't necessarily have the stink.
0: Kendall wants a head coaching job.
1: I think there's a ton of people at Baylor who want that. I think that, uh, if they did that, Ooh, man. It is hard for me to dislike Baylor's athletic program more than I currently do. But. If they blatantly hired a Bry- like, if they blatantly hired a Bryles guy, uh, that'd be pretty
0: rough. Yeah, I don't think it's going to happen. Parker, <clears throat> summon all the the hate, the uh, disdain, the outright sort of uh, lust for vengeance against the program that you have and let's talk about the Iowa State Cyclones who enter this game having been ranked I think in the top 10 for the first time in program history maybe or certainly one of the only two or three times in program history entering the season they now come in at six and five uh, on the heels of back-to-back losses at Texas Tech and at Oklahoma and uh, are are looking to sort of uh, ride out the lame duck period of Matt Campbell's coaching uh, time in Ames, Parker. Tell me the first principles about the Iowa State Cyclones.
1: I will do that. I'm, we're not doing. I'm not doing good. Yes, and because I'm pivoting. Because Grant, you know that I'm very petty. This, um, I have
0: this. This, I'll, I'll say, this is the worst podcast transition of all time.
1: It's awful. It's Go it's ahead. just we're just bouncing around. Uh, but at least we're not talking about coaches anymore. I have a tweet. I have two tweets. Uh, one from ESPN Stats and Info. One from ESPN College Football account on April 13th and April 15th. The first tweet is ESPN's top 10 preseason FPI. Uh, Number one, Alabama. Okay. Number two, Oklahoma. Eh, Swing and a miss. Number three, Clemson. Swing and a miss. Number four, Iowa State. In front of Ohio State. In front of Georgia. In front of Oklahoma State. Iowa State, number fourth overall. The second tweet. Most likely college football playoff combinations. They have four of them. Are you ready? Number one, most likely, Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, Oklahoma. Second, most likely, Alabama, Clemson, Iowa State, Oklahoma. Third, most likely, oh, well,
0: wait, Clemson, wait, 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 wait.
1: Iowa State, and Oklahoma.
0: Yeah, that's where I was going to stop you. In no world was that ever going to happen.
1: No, no, completely not. They said 7% chance. 4% chance of Alabama, Clemson, Oklahoma, A&M, fine. Four percent chance. Alabama, Clemson, Iowa State, third. Ohio State, fourth. Two out of their four most common, most most predicted playoffs. Iowa State was in them uh, this season. For Iowa State, can be considered nothing less than an abysmal failure. An abysmal failure. Grant, it's a total. Failure. They are.
0: No, go ahead. For this transition, yeah, I was rolling. Yeah, yeah, they are
1: yeah. 54th in EPA per play margin since week five. They're 43rd in offense, 82nd in defense. Grant, they are getting their asses kicked on defense. Uh, overall, they are, um, excuse me, 29th in offensive success rate, 97th in defensive success rate. Almost exactly even on net points per drive, 61st in the nation. Um Slightly above average on net field position, uh, but and and they're controlling games well, but they're not finishing well at all. They're um, 27th in EPA per pass, but the mighty Brees Hall is only 85th in EPA per rush. Grant, this is an utterly underwhelming team, uh, a team that that had aspirations and had the hype machine behind them of going to the playoff and lost at Texas Tech on a 62-yard field goal.
0: Now, to be fair, that field goal was awesome.
1: Field goal ruled. Um, And against Oklahoma, they had multiple opportunities to win the game and decided not to. Uh, Brock Purdy literally handed Oklahoma the game on a silver platter and said, Jalen Redman, are you interested in converting this play into a touchdown? I'll give it to you for free. You may have it, and and you may take it. They can't beat Iowa. They're not going to win nine games they're they're they they're maybe gonna win seven if they can take care of business this weekend. Utterly underwhelming, Grant. Utterly S- underwhelming.
0: So Iowa State has had seven games that have ended within one score. Five of them are losses. Um, I think that's right. I'm, I'm doing my math. Last right
1: year, last year though, they were one and two and zero, two and one. Three and one, four and one, four and two. They were four and two in one score games last
0: year. Right. So one of those. So any one
1: score game luck that goes that goes against them. Yeah. Look, rent is due.
0: Rent is due. Um, One of those one score games was against Northern Iowa, which they won sixteen to ten. The next week they did almost
1: lose to an FCS
0: team. They sure did, and they followed that up by losing twenty seven to seventeen to Iowa.
1: Um, and they scored a junk junk uh, absolute yeah. garbage in the second half yeah. yeah
0: we can you know i mean listen points per game and you know all, all that don't matter and you know passing yards per game don't necessarily matter because of offensive schemes and tempo and all that Brock purdy and we'll just launch into it because i know i know you want to get to it Brock Purdy has had two games over 300 yards this year, and he was getting Heisman hype. He was getting, is he the best quarterback at the conference hype? He was getting, uh, you know, it, Matt Campbell was getting, while wow, he's an offensive of genius hype. Uh, one of those games was against Texas Tech, which doesn't count. The other one was was the win over Oklahoma State, which looks more inexplicable by the week. And he continues to just kind of put up turds. I I, I, I don't get it. I, I don't get the regression. That we've seen from well, program.
1: I don't. I don't know that it's necessarily a regression so much as last year. It was the COVID year, and they had a lot of experience, and so they were able to be a little bit better than everyone else. Even though they lost to a Sun Belt team last year in their best season ever. Note: Iowa State's best season ever features a loss to a Sun Belt team. Um, I think that they they really. Uh, this is a year that we overestimated the impact of returning talent not knowing that that like there is no there is no next level for Brock Purdy. This is Brock yeah. Purdy. This is who he is. He doesn't he, he's not going to ascend magically because he's playing another year. He's already at the top of his development. Grant, Brock Purdy fun fact.
0: Oh, I love those. He
1: has 6 fumbles on 31 rushing attempts. 6 fumbles on 31 rushing attempts. 1 in 5 times that the dude runs the ball, he puts it on the ground. That is absurd.
0: Now, to be fair, um, if I ran against a defense, I would also fumble the ball a lot. So I have no, I have no,
1: have, I have no, no disillusions about. I, I mean, on a scale of Grant, on a scale of one to you or I, Brock Purdy's like a three, which is yeah.
0: awful. Yeah, no, it's for not a college good. quarterback,
1: that's I, that's embarrassing.
0: Yeah. Have you looked at your uh, your notes from the Iowa State preview podcast? No, I have. I, I have a. This, this is what I have. My question is not whether Iowa State will be good. It's what's their ceiling. Uh, if Matt Campbell is who they say he is, this is a team that can challenge Oklahoma at least on offense. None of that is true. So, or at least none of it turned out to be true. I, I think based on the evidence that we had at hand, that that was not a reason, uh, an unreasonable statement. No. I I have a lot of questions about Matt Campbell as a coach after the season, honestly. And, and, and we don't need to get into that. We already did coaching, but I, I'm just stunned by how much this Iowa State team has regressed to the mean. Maybe that's the fault of us as, you know, hey, maybe we just overestimated them. I don't know, but good Lord, this team was supposed to be so much better than what they have been.
1: Yeah. Well, and, and I'm, I'm looking right now back because I was, I was curious. Uh, Oklahoma State missed two field goals. Three? No, missed two. Yeah. Missed two field yeah. goals against yeah. Iowa State. Um, otherwise, probably would have won that game. Um, so that's that's crazy. I mean, I think this is Iowa State's absolute floor. like this is the worst case scenario.. Yep. And they could be seven and five. like that's great. But again, you're talking playoff at the beginning of the season. you're talking all this crap about five star culture. you know all this, we're disrespected, no one gets us, yada yada. and seven and five is what you get. I mean, that's that is pretty awful.
0: Well, well let's not give him seven and five just yet, Good Lord. Um, it should be and that and if oh. it's not
1: seven and five, it's super embarrassing for them.
0: I was talking about, you know, let's not give them the TCU win just yet. Um,
1: No, that's what I'm saying. I'm giving them the TCU win because if they don't get it, I think (laughs)
0: that's that's, embarrassing. Do you know what Brock Purdy's ADOT is?
1: Dude, it's super low. I think I was looking at this earlier, so
0: I cheated. But what did, yeah, what did you look up? 7.7. Dude, that is not far. No, he's, no, it's not far. He's just, he's throwing every ball underneath
1: well because because why they they don't have anyone on the outside let's yeah. look at the receivers so we're talking I mean, about hutchinson, the offense first right
0: yeah you, you have hutchinson who is a good wide receiver and you have charlie Colar in his ninth year in ames that is a good tight end besides that you you, you have no one that can go downfield and get the ball um so he's forced to just kind of make this underneath routes i mean parker if you sort by dot, um joe skates has got a lot of deep deep targets um Besides that, I mean, you know, Hutchinson's the number one receiver. His average at the target is 7.4 yards. Kolarz is 11. He's their second leading wide receiver. All of these are just underneath rounds. That's it. Yep.
1: Nobody with more than, uh, what, 10, 12? I, I should write this down beforehand. Nobody with, uh, let me rephrase this. This is a great podcasting. Only one player with, with more than 10 targets has more than six yards after catch yeah. for Iowa State. Um, They're just not generating anything, and that's that's Brees Hall has eight point one, like good for him. That's largely because he's catching the ball at a negative point two a dot, and those are checkdowns. <laughs> Brock Purdy is not throwing the ball downfield. No, just
0: he's just not doing it.
1: Um, which is crazy because like their their rates don't seem as as bad as it looks, but I mean. 9.7% of his passes are 20 plus yards. 22, 23% of his passes are 10 plus yards. So 23 plus nine is 32. Less than a third of Brock Purdy's passes are 10 yards downfield
0: or more. Oh, Parker, That's, he's, he's, he's stoned 341 passes. Okay. Over 20 yards. 33 of them are more than, are, are more yeah. than 20. Yeah. Sorry, I um, think I said just, that wrong. Three hundred forty-one passes total, thirty-three more than twenty yards down the field.
1: And when he does, ten percent of those, one in ten, are awful. They're turnover-worthy oh, yeah, plays. They're not
0: good. Um, he, three um, of those have gone for TDs. Two have gone for interceptions.
1: Yeah, I mean it's just not um, not great uh, overall. Um, of course, we're calling into you know we're calling into uh, existence like Brock Purdy having a big game, but but generally. I mean, I just, uh, he's so erratic. He is not consistent at all. They can't find a downfield threat and they, they really don't have guys who break off yards after the catch. Yeah. I I really think that TCU has an opportunity here to make Brock Purdy the littlest bit uncomfortable against an offensive line that that's not as good as advertised and, 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 and maybe disrupt his offense a little bit.
0: Yeah. Especially at the left tackle position, which they've been switching a couple guys in and out uh, from that position. Um, and, and, and neither of them really have kind of earned the job. But that's that's the one week link. Parker, Brock Purdy is pretty decent when he's kept clean. He completes eighty percent of his passes. When he's under pressure, he completes only fifty percent, and he's his yards per attempt drop from eight point four to six point eight. Um, he, he doesn't know what to do when he's pressured. Plain and simple. Yeah, he, yeah. I mean,
1: it, deer in headlights
0: is, is the yeah. Brock Purdy syndrome. It's, it's, I mean, it's literally flip a coin and see if he can complete a pass. That's it.
1: And for as good as he was in October, I mean, November happened. Like he's... Yeah. It's not good. Um, it's it's not good at all uh, for, for Purdy. And, and I mean, again, this is who he is. He's a guy who they were talking about maybe sneaking into the draft. And I... I don't know that anyone really wants a flyer on him. No. Um, I, I he's he's played a long time so I assume well I almost said something bad. You can edit this as is bad, but he's played a long time and he's white, so I'm sure a team's going to take him on like day 3, but he's not like a real NFL guy. Um well I'm okay with that. You made a face. I'm okay uh, with the reality certainly. of racial disparities in quarterback Oh, evaluation yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: No, that's that's a whole Yeah, no. Listen, the Purple Theory podcast as a rule, that that's our take. Parker, certainly the running game can bail them out, right? Certainly with a guy like Brees Hall at tailback. You know, they, they just have a dynamic running game that is one of the best in the country.
1: Um, well, they've basically, Grant, been outsourcing their run game to the pass game. So they're 14th in passing success rate, 82nd in rushing success really? rate. Really? Well,
0: I thought Brees um, Hall was the best running back in the Big 12.
1: Would you like a Brees Hall uh, fun fact?
0: I, I would love it. Brees
1: Hall is sixth nationally in in rushing attempts, seventh in total yards. He is 40th in yards per attempt. He is 25th in total yards after contact. Hmm. Sixth in attempts, 25th in yards after contact. Um, he basically is only, you know, he's popping off a big run here and there. Uh, outside of those big runs, they they have no consistent rushing game. If you can just stop Brees Hall from going 75 yards and make that like 40 or 50 yards and make them have to do it over and over and over again, you're, you're going to get them to have um, unsuccessful plays and they're going to stall.
0: Yeah. He, he's got 30 runs of 10 yards or more on the season and that's on 206, or excuse me, 233 attempts. Um,
1: Extremely explosive, just very inefficient.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Their offensive line is actually pretty decent when it comes to run blocking, but you know Hall just really isn't as dynamic. I mean, this podcast has given a lot of grief to Deuce Vaughn. Deuce Vaughn is more dynamic than Brock Purdy is. He's got more explosive potential than Purdy.
1: Then Brees Hall, and and I think he's way more versatile in the pass game. Brees Hall in the pass game does not catch anything downfield. Deuce Vaughn, you can split out and have him run downfield. So I think Deuce Vaughn is infinitely more versatile. Um...
0: Yeah. Yeah. And the mm-hmm. only reason I I know I just mixed up Bruce Hall and Brock Purdy's names. The only reason I do that is because Parker intentionally misspells Brees Hall's first name in every text that he sends me about Bruce Hall, which is a surprising amount. Um, so I, I do. There, there really was a, a time
1: period last year where I was tweeting Bruce Hall intentionally, but yeah. I've kind of forgot about that until in, right now.
0: <laughs> in the last hour, he's called him Greece, as in the country, and Breeze, as in the gentle wind. <laughs> so uh, you'll, you'll excuse me for, for being unclear on the name. Um, Parker, do, 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 is there anything else on the offense you want to talk about before we move to the defense?
1: Uh, Again, on offense, really, really bad on field position. 84th overall. And one thing to watch out for, Grant, 80th in third and fourth down success rate. So TCU is 84th on defense. They're not very good at third and fourth downs. But Iowa State, even, even having you, – you watched that Oklahoma game last week. Even yeah. having Brees Hall, they got stuffed a lot. Yeah, they did. Especially on late downs. And so I think that matters.
0: Yeah, here's my only issue is that um, I, I, the only issue is that they're going up against TCU's defense. Yeah, That's right. not necessarily a unit that inspires confidence.
1: A- everything we just said is true. And yeah. Brees Hall is going to go run for like 500 oh, yeah, yards against yeah, yeah. this like, absolute doormat of a defense.
0: <laughs> like, Take everything we said and apply it to a FBS average defense. Right? A normal of, defense, yeah. Yeah, a normal defense instead of what TCU is throwing out there. Like
1: um, Colorado State or any number of random ass G5 defenses that I would have traded immediately GT's defense for.
0: <laughs> yes, well, this listen, this is things. Astute listeners easier. will
1: know that I just said ass
0: defense. I apologize. That, can I tell you? That's my favorite bit of uh, a friend of mine who's like <laughs> super like, quick on it. Or it's like, oh, it's like a fast ass car. It's like, ass car. It's like, no. As-car, it's not, yeah. It's not what I was doing. <laughs> um, it's my favorite bit. Yeah. <laughs> Parker, on defense, uh, Iowa State has a lot of, I I think, pretty solid guys, even if if, if the the results haven't been that great. Um, They have
1: dudes. They absolutely have
0: dudes. They do. And somehow it doesn't necessarily always translate to wins. But, you know, you look at a guy like Will McDonald, who has 12 sacks on the year, Mike Rose, who it feels like he's been there for forever at linebacker, who's a really solid player, Um, Jake Hummel as well. I'm not, you know, their, their secondary might probably be their weak point tj tampa is an incredible name and it's probably you know an alter ego for a florida based superhero i would assume um but between mike rose or ryan vance all these guys it's the same names you've heard um that are just continuing to kind of produce
1: um tcu fans should be familiar with um will mcdonald He, he he tried to kill very successfully um not was Matt Ball when Matt Ball didn't play. What's it, the, I already it, forgot his name. It just it transferred. No, Matt Downing. Matt Downing last he, year. I, I um, so I can't keep up. I can't keep up with it. I can't
0: anymore. So, so, so that was the play that I think I remember where whoever we started at left tackle that game just didn't block him, and McDonald kind of walked around. I was like, oh, okay, I guess I'm just gonna go unabated to the quarter. That was that the
1: turning point for TCU season because. Iowa State, right then, and then every single one of TC's future opponents was like, "Oh, we can just rush three or four and right. kill the quarterback, and then drop the
0: other guys." And yeah. I want to I want to stress that that turning point came into the third game of the season.
1: No, I, well, Iowa was State the, last year was first. It was it, the first game. It was
0: like, yeah, it was the first Big Twelve game of the year. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was yeah. like, oh, oh, okay. Well, this is going to be easy. Um, yeah. yeah, a lot of dudes. Um, Will,
1: Will McDonald? Fun fact. Yeah. 36 pressures yep. uh he has in I should have looked up how many snaps. Thirty-six uh, pressures in 225 snaps. Yep. So not not an insane rate, but he's very disruptive in the run game. Um 12 of those have been sacks, yep. and seven of those have been hits. So yep. when Will McDonald gets a pressure, 53% of the time, more than more than one every other time, he hits the quarterback. That is not good when your quarterback stable is Max Duggan, who has a broken foot, yep. uh, and Chandler Morris, who weighs 13 pounds soaking wet and holding a brick.
0: Correct. Um, they also have a, a man named Miles Purchase, which I just wanted to point out as being a really cool name. Um, yeah, they, they just have a lot of guys that are really solid. It, it, it's a good unit. Um, Mike Rose at linebacker is going to just cause a lot of problems, especially if Zach Evans is going to play. And it's going to be, you know, Kendra Miller and Imari Mercado again. He, he's a run stopper at linebacker. And, and um,
1: Zach Evans is not only not going to play against Iowa State. Zach, Zach Evans is never going to play. No, no, Seattle I again. know. I, I was trying to yeah.
0: be. I was trying to be optimistic, Parker. Don't don't bring me down. Well,
1: no, I dude. I don't,
0: yeah, you do I this on th- you, you, you. come to me on the day of my daughter's wedding. Um, <laughs> What did
1: up? I say when we recruited him? I was like, oh, eh, well, fun, but." That's not going to solve it anything. Was
0: it was fun, and that, got, and it could have been more fun if. if
1: in the dark, of, don't answer this right now. But in the dark of winter, Grant, let's let's look back once he's actually transferred and ask: Was the recruitment and enrollment and two seasons of Zach Evans a net negative or a net positive for TCU?
0: It's a, yeah. No,
1: that's a uh, yeah.
0: It was a positive. We can
1: get deep there. Uh, we can positive. talk about.
0: It. Uh, well, depending on who he has and his contacts uh, on his phone, it was a positive. Um, <laughs> Parker, uh, Iowa State's defense is good. Do we need to delve into that more?
1: Um, no, I I think they're pretty good. I think that um they're going to be disruptive. The thing with Will McDonald is going to be so. Again, watch the problem with TCU's offense all season. We're treating this like a real football game for a second. Okay. Is that TCU's starting five offensive linemen are so bad yes. that TCU cannot win one-on-one, uh, or five-on-four, five five-on-three five protections. Will McDonald is going to be so disruptive. Against Baylor, TC's offensive line looked a little bit better because they were scared of the quarterback run, and yep. so they didn't disguise their blitzes really well, and so TC was able to pick it up. What TC is going to have to do is they're going to have to keep six and seven guys back there. So yep. Dom Denuso, Kendra Miller, uh, or Amari DeMarcado are basically wasted players because they're going to be trying to pick up the ends— Uh, and, 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 or whoever comes through the middle there. And so then you only have three guys outside and you can't run your offense with three guys outside. So, um, going to be really, really disruptive for Will McDonald. If, if TCU can't figure out a way to neutralize him without sacrificing everything, um, it is going to be real, real bad again.
0: Did you watch, uh, any of Cowboys Chiefs on Sunday?
1: No, I, 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 didn't. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't in my market, so I couldn't watch it. Gotcha.
0: Um, Cowboys are missing. Uh, Cowboys are missing one of the best offensive linemen, and uh, Dak was just under pressure the entire time, and that's just kind of the. Um, I mean, I, I can't remember him throwing a ball more than 15 yards downfield just because he didn't have time to do so, and that's kind of what I'm seeing in the future for TCU, Iowa State. It's it's just Duggan or if he's fit to go or, or Chandler, or whoever, uh, is just not going to be able to throw the ball. So hope you're. I hope you're ready yeah. for a lot of Darius Davis drag routes. Everyone's favorite TCU offensive of play.
1: I'm just saying, Iowa State's cornerbacks are kind of bad, and Savion Williams is a big dude. Just find the man.
0: No, but we're not allowed to throw to Savion Williams.
1: I, how many? Okay, don't look. I'm going to okay. pull it up. All right. How many targets has Savion Williams had this year? What a targets, fun game! It's a
0: fun game. Yes. Yeah, a fun game. That's not going to well, make me. We could talk about bad. drops too. Leap but. off of building um targets for Savion williams 12 the
1: purple theory podcast does not endorse throwing herself no, off no, of no, high no, no, places to no, relieve no, no. Um,
0: um 12 15 wow
1: okay Damn. but he has caught seven of them <laughs>
0: okay how many of them were drops um technically only one okay okay how many... I liked I liked the
1: ingenuity. So again, it's not necessarily addition by subtraction, but like last week against Kansas in a game that we're really not going to spend any time or mental energy on, TCU was like, oh, we really can't do anything. We've got to get somebody the ball. And they got Darius Davis the ball in weird ways. Sure. Um, some of those were the candy-ass Meacham, no explanation, the offense is working, but we're going to run a trick play thing that obviously fails and usually gets us a penalty, and now it's first and 20 and we're screwed. Um... But some of those were, were interesting ways to get Darius Davis the ball, uh, e- even after he fumbled early on. So, so again, I, I, if Quentin Johnson is out, he's questionable right now. Uh, maybe that, that sparks a little, you know, um, uh, rat in a cage back against the wall. Let's, let's drum up something crazy and make it work in a, in a good way, not an a let's run the monster formation and throw the ball to Carter Ware, 10 feet over Carter Ware's head. Like the dumbest thing in the world.
0: Despite all my rage, I'm still just a rat in a cage. Exactly, um, is that the is that the Doug Beecham anthem? I think uh, based on the last three weeks.
1: I am not going to comment.
0: All right, perfect, uh, Parker. <laughs> I'll tell let's... you what just
1: went through my head later. <laughs> Triple premium subscribers can get that in the DMs <laughs> later.
0: <laughs> um, Parker, let's let's do. I, I want to do this a little out of order. Let's do our best case, worst case, and prediction first because we have a very important segment that I want to get to with our listeners.
1: Yes, um, yeah. So, so we'll, we'll toss ours there. And do, so, yeah, so hit me. Give me your worst. Let's do worst. Let's get it out. Let's rip the band quick.
0: There is a chance this game's a blowout, even though it shouldn't be. Um, even though Matt Campbell is, is already researching houses in the I don't know whatever market you want to predict. Um, he, he he's on the phone with a realtor in Gainesville or whatever. Um, there is a chance this game ends. I'm going to call it 34 to 10 Iowa State.
1: I'm trying to look at their biggest non-Kansas win.
0: Yeah, I have it. It's uh 33 to 20. No, no. Uh 30 Yeah, 33 to 20 Kansas State. Oh no. It's 30 to 7 against Texas. There's this our game for this funny.
1: weekend. Will TCU score more against Iowa State than Texas did? Um, worst case scenario, this looks a lot more like Iowa State 48, UNLV 3 yeah. uh, than it does, um, uh, you know, uh, even even Kansas State 20, Iowa State 33. So so worst case scenario, I think TCU maybe gets a field goal because um, we've seen their offense be really, really bad, you know, tw- you know 12-3-3. Uh, 12, 17 points or whatever. I've seen their
0: offense been really, really bad for the last two years. That's not, well, now well, but not, But
1: this yeah. year they've been good at times, and this season we've seen them be very bad. So TCU has scored 30, 33, 4, 5, 6, 7. They've scored 30 points seven times, Grant. Seven times. In, 12, in 11 games. That's got to be unprecedented.
0: Th- five of them, so yeah.
1: And then great. 27 and another one in a loss against Texas where they should have scored one more. Um, yeah, so so I, I, I don't think TC will be held to single digits. Okay. I, I think worst case scenario,
0: we're talking 35-10. So one point more than what I said. I like it. I I never
1: listen to what you say because I try to come up with my own ones. We just think the same.
0: (laughs) It's scary at this point. Uh, Let's talk best case. Uh, I'll I'll give mine here. There is a world where TCU wins this game. Uh, I'm not going to pretend that there isn't. Uh, I think it had to be kind of ugly. Give me 20 to 17, TCU.
1: Um, For TCU to win, they're going to have to score ridiculous points. Um, You think so? Yes. Uh, West Virginia, 38, 31, I think is the blueprint there. And so I think TCU's best case scenario is like 42, 41 chaos game.
0: Oh boy. Okay. Well, uh, I I don't think there's a world
1: where TCU wins this aside from a random late
0: play. Yeah. What what time? This is 2.30 on Friday. Good Lord. I You're
1: told myself sure. I was going to go off the grid and not watch this, Grant, but my dumbass watched most of Kansas and hated it. So, like, who knows yeah. what I'm going to do this weekend?
0: It, uh, in an inverse of that, I told myself I was going to watch every snap at the Kansas game, and I did not see one play from it. Uh, so, there's that. Yeah. Uh, well,
1: I you know what I did? This is so depressing. I just thought about, like, February the 17th. I don't know if, know if that's a Saturday. The proverbial February the 17th where I was like... I'm gonna I'm gonna miss college football. I should just <laughs> I should just watch it.
0: Okay, Parker, give me your your prediction for this game.
1: My prediction for this game. I'm following the model. I think that TCU will score a little bit against this Iowa State team, who's been a little disinterested. Um, I'm gonna go thirty. Iowa State thirty-two, TCU twenty. That is TCU
0: covering. Okay, I take TCU to cover as well. Give me. Uh, well, what's the line? I have
1: 14 and a half this morning. Okay,
0: great. That's perfect. Give me thirty-one seventeen TCU, and we'll take it as my prediction. Um, covering by half a point, and we'll just move on to 2022.
1: Yeah, that's about the best TCU can do, is. I uh, for. I think this weekend is. Let's cover and let's get into 2022. Let's usher in the... Uh, well, let's usher in the Sunny Dykes era, but let's usher in the Rashad Samples era. Yes. Here's here's hoping, um, and I hope that Lincoln Riley's younger brother is the most annoying uh, thorn in, in Lincoln Riley's side possible. Um, Grant, let's hear let's hear what the people had to say. So um, I'm
0: excited about this because you not only threw out, "Hey, send us your TCU predictions," you threw out, "Give us your best Thanksgiving dishes," which is a topic that I'm very passionate about.
1: Yes. So last year um, we did uh, a, a segment that uh, a long running thing. I think that you've done it a couple times before, where you looked at Big Twelve um, teams as Thanksgiving dishes. Yeah. But one, I'm not your editor. Two, we don't
0: <laughs> write anything anymore. Well, and two is three, <laughs> all the Big Twelve teams are bad.
1: It so. sucks. <laughs> They're all overcooked. Yeah. So so what we did this year is uh, send me your Iowa State TCU predictions. And your candidate for the best Thanksgiving side dish. And so we're going to, you know, the, um, the 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 hand strikes and then the hand gives a flower. We're going to kind of yin and yang this and do your dismal Iowa State predictions and your Thanksgiving yeah. dish predictions or, or power rankings. Correct. I,
0: I will say there is a, for me, there is an absolute finite correct answer for best Thanksgiving side dish. Um, okay. But, but I also believe that all food is good. So I, I, you know, it's kind of hard to say. Actually, I hate. No, it's all good. But there's an answer for the best.
1: Oh well, see, see, I'm I'm the particular um, mix of uh, redneck and um, millennial. In that, I will eat anything. Yeah. Right. Like, hey man, we gotta eat Taco Bell at eleven fifty in Cleveland, Mississippi. All right, dude. uh, You know, we gotta eat. That's fine. I'm not gonna tell you that there is something redemptive about that Taco Bell meal. In Cleveland, Mississippi, at eleven fifty PM.
0: No, but a cheesy gordita crunch. It it appears when you need it. It's like it'll scratch an itch for you, man. It's there. It's the sort of Gryffindor. You know, it only comes to those that really need it, and uh, you know, it it appears at the right time always.
1: Guys, I'm sorry. I've really been talking to Grant about stopping these Harry Potter references that no one gets. I apologize. I
0: I have a Harry Potter scar. Okay, since when I was two years old. I we we don't need to go into this. Um. Okay, let, let's let's check the response, Grant. That's called your eyebrow. No, uh, you seen it? I, mean, I, I can show you. Yes, the no, I've seen Okay, it. all I've right, seen you in person, a hole. Uh, let's, let's, <laughs> this is great audio. As I show Parker a scar from my childhood, you want to know how I got these scars?
1: <laughs> all right, so um, Grant is the Joker. Uh, a friend of the podcast, Mel Geist, says TCU twenty nine, Iowa State thirty seven. That is. That's optimistic. That is. I think that's pretty – that's closer to best case than it is to worst case. Um, mashed potatoes are the best side dish for every occasion, Thanksgiving in particular, all the gravy. Grant, thoughts?
0: I, I'm i only going to comment on the Thanksgiving dishes, by the way. The scores are all – they're all the
1: – I didn't say that explicitly. I'm going to read the scores and then you're going to – yes. Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. Uh, I love mashed potatoes. They've never been a part of our family tradition for Thanksgiving, but they are they are delicious.
1: Big big fan of mashed potatoes, great carb delivery system. You can mix in some garlic, some butter, you can do a lot of things chives, with them. A little bacon, a little cheese. You can do chives. chives. You can do like a deconstructed baked potato with mashed potato. Yep. Very, very versatile. Very so versatile. high grades for versatility there. That's a that's a day two draft pick. That's a Percy Harvin. That's a Percy Harvin. Right?
0: And, and although this not is, gonna
1: be the superstar in the NFL, but he's gonna be the jackknife that just does what you need him to.
0: And 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 much like Percy Harvin, you will be very tired after eating or defending it. Um, I'll throw one yeah. in from front of,
1: uh, front, Cordell Patterson, yeah. excuse me Percy Harvin is dated, Cordell Patterson is yes. right C-
0: C- C- Cord- Cordell Patterson is just Percy Harvin For general Zers. I think um, Mason Shireen, front of the pod 6-5 to five TCU, and throws in garlic Roasted mashed potatoes, which Okay I didn't know that was a, uh, same, a thing yeah. Same kind of same variant
1: kind of old... I, That feels very specific and not specific Thanksgiving, but sure. Um, I was going to start to make a stupid bet about if TCU holds Iowa State to five points, then X. But I'm not making any more stupid bets with Mason. So I'm leaving that one alone.
0: It, it only is in pain. Yeah.
1: It, it No, it never works out for anyone. Um, Nathan Carroll at Nathan underscore 26 underscore. Don't forget the second underscore. Um, Iowa State wins 31-26. Because they refuse to win games by more than seven points. Yeah, amen. Uh, which, which is funny. He says, I'm a kid at heart, and strawberry pretzel salad will always be my favorite.
0: That sounds like a recipe for the 50s when they were putting everything in jello.
1: I, I like strawberry pretzel salad. Um, is that a thing? But I don't like it? a lot of it. I feel like too much of it always gets made.
0: I, I've never heard of that before in my life.
1: Oh, okay. Strawberry pretzel salad is like strawberries and jello and then like um like frozen whipped cream and then pretzels on the bottom. And so when it's done right, you you like put it together and then you freeze it overnight and you cut a piece and you get this really nice kind of like sweet and savory crunch. It's 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 good, but there's always too much of it.
0: I'll eat it. I'll eat it. Um f- very southern. Very southern. Um yeah, uh, I got one. Uh,
1: Raymond rele- Wanamaker Junior says uh, Iowa State forty five TCU seventeen, which is my worst case scenario. And he says cornbread dressing by far.
0: I love cornbread. I, I I don't think I've ever had the pleasure of tasting cornbread dressing, but I do love cornbread.
1: That that's um that's going to be a lot like what you think. A dressing that's another way to say stuffing. Like what a lot of people think of as stuffing. It's like it's yeah. It's, no, I it's know what dressing is, but I, I don't in, think in I've pieces. ever
0: had it with cornbread. Is all I'm saying okay
1: yeah, yeah. um are you a sugar and cornbread person
0: uh i've never made cornbread so i guess i can't really say the recipe i don't know um
1: mm. again i forget yeah. we are different kinds of southern yeah and so i have strong yeah, yeah, opinions yeah. about not putting sugar in cornbread and you're kind of equal opportunity you, okay.
0: that. so fine. like like uh, we eat oysters on christmas our oysters is our type of southern
1: no no y'all are gulf southern y'all yeah, yeah. are y'all yabber, are different kind gulf. um my kind of Southern likes to go pretend they're your kind of Southern for vacation.
0: Go to I, also, I, also, I, I think my kind of Southern is a Luke Combs album. I'm almost positive. Um, relative of the podcast, Will Brasher, 3821 Cyclones, mac and cheese. We don't need to go into our family beef, but uh, that is a, a a new addition to the family repertoire. I love macaroni and cheese. It's not my favorite Thanksgiving side.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, I'm pro mac and cheese, but again, this year we've had to, since the stats wife and I are cooking for ourselves and kind of doing a little Thanksgiving retreat, we've had to evaluate and prioritize and, and mac and cheese did not make the cut. It's a D de- dish that has to be there when a lot of people are making stuff, but when you can only go to the main staples, mac and cheese doesn't make the cut for me.
0: Can I fight a loyal listener and friend of the pod real quick? Yeah. Colin Post. 35, 24, TCU and stuffing, and then he says stuffing sucks. So anyone who likes my answer, unironically, please give me to explain. Stuffing is the best Thanksgiving dish.
1: Um. Yeah. I mean you you can't you can't not have it. You can't not do it's
0: it. It's the it, we're doing. It, I I would eat a plate. We're of doing stuffing. stuffing. Yeah. It's the best Thanksgiving. Absolutely.
1: dish. Absolutely. Uh, and it's the best Thanksgiving dish because the next day the turkey's dry yes. after day. Even if you do turkey, great. But you take you take bread you toast bread you put a little cheese maybe some uh-huh. provolone spice it up a little bit maybe some pepper jacket. You're feeling good um and you go turkey stuffing gravy a dollop of mashed potatoes and you squish that down you eat that on the day after thanksgiving friday afternoon take a nap at halftime at tcu iowa state you're
0: living you're living or just sleeping the entire second half because it's not going to be well yeah, yeah, yeah. um
1: oh that, yeah there, there's so many other good games on yeah. too um all right let's let's burn through a couple of these um Cam Saran, defensive uh, polymath, I think is a good word to describe him. Super smart guy. TC was tired and rudderless, but they're not outclassed. Cyclones by 10. Um, and he has a vote for stuffing with cheese sauce, which is an interesting
0: uh, variation. That sounds like a Philadelphia thing. But yeah, I'm here for it.
1: I, I, I'm interested. Yeah, you have my interest. Uh, yeah, Yell MK says, Mrs. Yell's sweet potatoes. And I'm disappointed there aren't more in the world who can share it.
0: Have you seen the Vernon Davis Vine? Where they're, t- I think they're talking about Christmas foods. Maybe it's Thanksgiving. But he goes, "Gams, sweet potato gams." <laughs> yes, <laughs> I love sweet potatoes. I- I- I'm in on that.
1: Big fan of that. Um, CB Frog Three says Duggan is empowered by his native soil, and the frogs pull off a gross 30 to 27 win in overtime. Uh, Jerry Kill cracks a joke post game about his vacation plans being ruined, which is excellent. Just an excellent vision casting there. Cranberry sauce straight out the can is his best side.
0: We do our own cranberry sauce. Oh, um, no! It's good. It's just—it's not—it's—it's it's homemade. It's—it's it's not a—it's not out of the can. Uh, the wobbliness of the cranberry sauce out of the can bothers me.
1: And see, I find that a feature, not a bug. Oh, yeah. There you
0: go. Also um, – There are so I will many say, of these. If, if Holy If Jerry cow. kills Thanksgiving or vacation plans here in Taos, New Mexico, not necessarily ruin. Um Well,
1: and TCU is not going to anything other than the first responders
0: exactly, so, so you can
1: Um, Grant, can you do me a favor? Yeah. Set a timer for three minutes. Let's just run through one of these, and I'm just going to read the predictions and let you get a one or two word response to the dish. Right. Because there's so many of these that I'm going to hit. Timer's me. set. Go. Okay. Oh, great. Okay, so uh, Sir Patty Daddy, which I hate that I just said out loud, uh, Iowa State chews himself on the foot too many times, Kel kicks a game-winning field goal, 30-28, Frogs, Thanksgiving dish, hominy casserole.
0: Bleh! Hominy. It's, it's corn that's already been chewed. No.
1: He does also have a meme there. Go check it out. It's kind of funny. Toad Nation says TCU 100, Iowa State zero. It's the turkey and all the fixins.
0: Turkey and all the fixins is just Thanksgiving.
1: I feel like Toad Nation, well-intentioned, did not understand the.
0: Toad Nation <laughs> mailed it in. Is what happened. <laughs> for, for, for the, for um,
1: Chris, Chris, Mesquia, me, Chris, Chris, Mes, dude. Sorry, Chris. I tried. Um, Thirty-one thirty TCU stuffing.
0: Yep. Congratulations, you win. Uh,
1: not reading ones that don't pick a side. Uh, Mark Roberts, uh, Iowa State thirty four, TCU twenty, so not you know TCU covering, and he says vegetable casserole.
0: If the vegetable's green beans, I can see it, but the how generic it is sort of sort of worries me. I think.
1: Yeah, vegetable casserole seems like something your weird aunt brings and no yeah. one really touches. I don't. I don't know, man. Uh, Smills says Iowa State thirty eight, TCU twenty one, side dish dressing feels standard. Yep, road answer correct. Um. Marissa Walker, Ma the Frog says, 24-23 frogs in overtime. Just give me the cheese board."
0: Oh, uh, Thanksgiving charcuterie is interesting. Um, I was gonna say that that would be a great way to approach Thanksgiving. Not what I have traditionally. No, done. but 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 I, I like your style. I, I sort of like the innovation.
1: Um, Cyclone Larry says Iowa State fifty-five, TC seventeen, and Brees Hall will score a touchdown and potatoes. I hate all of that, Cyclone Larry. Um,
0: Specify your potatoes. Yeah. That's I mean that's lazy.
1: Uh, yeah, just too too generic. But again, if you're from Iowa, you don't have a lot of options. You just got to take whatever potatoes are there. I get it. Um, and then uh Jake Lands, Night Stare, uh been on the podcast, West Virginia guy, Iowa State 38, TCU 24, dressing and stuffed
0: mushrooms. So I, that is fancy s- I as saw this. I love mushrooms, and invite me to your Thanksgiving, Jake Lands. I am in. i I'll- I want to try the stuffed mushrooms. That sounds like
1: they have um that sounds like they have uh Champagne flutes at yeah.
0: their fancy Thanksgiving. We,
1: the people are wearing sweaters.
0: Yeah, We do mimosas at Thanksgiving, so we're in on that. We're also doing a bourbon Into that at, uh, at this Thanksgiving. Parker, we have 10 seconds. anymore.
1: Uh, There was one Matt Kofeld, I think he just got it in under the line. Let me read it. It's a little bit long. I'm not screening it. That's I trust fine, Matt. Yeah, hey. I just, he says, I just don't think there's any gas left in the tank. It was all used in the Baylor game. Tragically going down in what is basically guaranteed to be an ugly game, 24-13 Cyclones. And he says mashed potatoes are undefeated. A lot of potato love here, which I feel like is not wrong, but it's not imaginative. No,
0: as an Irishman, I, I instinctively gravitate to the potato love, but um, I just they're just not my Thanksgiving staple. Parker, before we go, we have to do a segment we forgot to do last week, which is predicting other games. Um,
1: oh, wait, what was your best? Did you sorry? Did you already say your best? Yeah,
0: we, yeah, we, yeah, we did that.
1: Okay, I, I knew that you had said it. I want to make sure that we said it out loud. Parker, Let's are you on. smoking marijuana? Well, uh, let's uh, – no.
0: For the sake
1: of my employers who might find this, my professional reputation, (laughs) no. Um, All right. Let's do a little kick around the league and then, Grant, we will do rapid fire on like the big, big rivalry games too. Does that sound good?
0: Sounds great to me. Kansas State is –
1: Grant, do you think this podcast would be better if we planned it beforehand?
0: The sad part is that we actually did plan this out and you did that (laughs) unnecessarily because I knew what we were doing.
1: It's the same thing as like our predictions are kind of the same. You're like, hey, let's do this thing. I was like, yeah, it'll be great. And then we don't talk about it anymore because <laughs> we're like, we're on the same page. It's fine.
0: Kansas State <laughs> is at Texas at eleven AM on Friday. Texas is a three point favorite. I have Kansas State.
1: Skyler Thompson's hurt and their offense looked real bad yesterday yeah. or last week against Baylor. Their defense is pretty good, but I, I think I would go Texas, but not not covering.
0: Okay. Well, it's only a three point spread. That's okay. Um, Baylor is a fourteen point favorite hosting Texas Tech. I, I, I think you got to go Bears.
1: I think they're going to score a hundred. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, West Virginia. Oh, this is terribly sad. West Virginia is a fifteen and a half point favorite at Kansas.
1: Okay, but the line is the line is fifty five. Yeah, and so the implied score for here.
0: It's like 33 to, 30 to 13 or
1: something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that game sucks. <laughs> um, well, I think West Virginia's going to win. I think West Virginia's really, really played a lot better the last couple games. Too. And look, we said they weren't going to go to a bowl. We thought Texas was going to beat them. We were wrong. They're going to yep. go to a bowl. I think they're going to beat
0: them. All right. And then the game of the week, I think, um, probably, well, well, we'll get to the other game of the week, but certainly one that has a lot of implications, uh, Bedlam. Oklahoma at Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State is a four-point favorite at home. The over is only 49.5, which is the lowest of any Big 12 game this week. Parker, who do you have here?
1: The model. No prior information about this matchup, about Mike Gundy's history. Um, The model has this Oklahoma State 34.8. Oklahoma 25. So yeah. 30 10-point 30, Oklahoma win. Oklahoma State win, excuse me. That terrifies me because, Grant, as you know, there are three things that can happen in this game. What
0: are those three things? Oklahoma can win by a lot, they can win by an average amount, or they can win by a little. And
1: so I, I fail to see how that happens. I don't
0: know the vision
1: of how Oklahoma wins this game, but it is hard for me to believe that they are not going to win this game. Um I think I saw Blinkin' Riley um, tweeted today. Mike Gundy, Oklahoma State has been the higher-ranked team five times Mm -hmm. in Bedlam under Gundy's tenure, and he's like one in four Mm -hmm. in those games. Oklahoma State's defense is really good. Their offense is
0: really bad, though. Yeah, I... Parker, have you ever seen the movie All the President's Men? I have. Okay, it's my favorite movie of all time. I literally was watching it. 10 minutes before we started recording this podcast. There's a scene in there where Ben Bradley um, says, "Ethic, will stand by our boys. <laughs> I'm running with Oklahoma State, man. Screw it. I think they cover. I, I think I, I they win.
1: And honestly, that like Oklahoma State winning gets Baylor into the Big 12 championship. And so I'm like, blah, 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 whatever. But like, it would be fun yeah, for I Oklahoma to not be in the Big 12 championship. Yeah, I don't, We I, can't forget that as much as we dislike Baylor, Oklahoma is the death star. And if we can blow it up, we should. And
0: they're leaving. So screw them. Um, yeah, screw them. All right, let's go national here. If you
1: want to um, if you want a deeper dive into that, I did do a video. It's on the Twitter feed today. It's like 10, 15 minutes long, and I just kind of broke down – not you specifically, Grant. I mean like the royal you, no, the listener. You know,
0: I, I don't watch or listen to anything else you do other than this podcast. So,
1: Dude, it's so embarrassing. People DM me because I, I, I'm i doing stuff. People DM me and be like, hey, man, did you see this article? Like I, I cited your stat or whatever, and every time I'm like, man, that's awesome. No, I'm not re- – like I just don't have time to read every little thing. That's not – let me clarify that. People I know and I talk to, if I DM you back, I'm not talking about you being annoying. I like you and I will read your stuff. I'm just talking about like I just get a ton of a ton of mail.
0: I'll, I'll let you swim in that for a little bit. Let's go to Thanksgiving night, 6:30 p.m. Ole Miss at Mississippi State. Yet Miss Ole Miss ranked 12th, Mississippi State ranked 25, and yet Mississippi State is a one and a half point favorite in this game.
1: Well, rankings are just marketing schemes. Sure. So. Good to remember. Um, model has this twenty-seven. Uh, Mississippi State twenty-seven. Ole Miss twenty-four. Oh wow! Big thing here. Um, Ole Miss's strength has been their pass defense as of late. Nineteenth in EPA per pass. Mississippi State twenty-second EPA per pass. Will Rogers looks like the kid who can't miss. Um, playing exceptionally, and Ole Miss's passing offense. Their offensive line has been so bad. Um I, I I really think that Mississippi State's gonna be able to outscore them.
0: Uh, yeah, the over sixty two, which feels very low. I am gonna I'm gonna go with Ole Miss, but I don't feel great about it. Um uh, okay. Oh I'm not bad, I would definitely not bet that yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, no for sure. Um okay, this is gonna be a whip around. So just yeah. except for I, I do want to talk Michigan, Ohio State just for a brief moment, but um Iowa is only a one and a half point favorite at Nebraska. Nebraska the best three and nine team in the history of college football. Um what's your read on this? Adrian Martinez not playing. Yeah, so Iowa. Um
1: bef- I think actually I'm picking Nebraska.
0: Yeah, interesting. Okay.
1: Addition by subtraction.
0: Okay. Uh Texas AM is at LSU. A and M is a six and a half point favorite in that game. I it's Edo's last regular season game at LSU. Um
1: is it I was looking to see if they're bull eligible.
0: Oh, are they? Uh, yeah, they're five and six. So this game would get them to bowl eligibility.
1: You're telling me, you're telling me that Jimbo could beat Edo in Tiger stadium to make him in his last game as head coach of LSU. Oh my gosh. Texas a and is going to win by a million. Yep. Right? They're going to yes, score they they 70. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, they are. Um, okay. Let's talk Ohio state, Michigan. I don't like Ohio state. I never have, um, but it is very funny that they continue to beat Michigan when they shouldn't, when they should, whatever. Um, I th- I think, I think I have to go Ohio State just after seeing what they did to Michigan State. Um, I, th- I think I think I got to go with the Buckeyes here.
1: I totally agree. Um, they, this is the best michigan team in a really long time which really stinks for jim harbaugh because this is probably the best ohio state team in a really long time too and so um i mean it's going to be an awesome game but i really do think that um i I think ohio state just boat
0: racism yep cincinnati only sorry and, and last one unless you have one other one cincinnati is only a 14 point favorite at east carolina i think you gotta go cincinnati
1: Pir- yeah outright absolutely pirates are sneaky man they're sneaky the pirates are
0: sneaky they are but I-, I think cincinnati realized that hey they're number four in the playoff now um style points matter and i think they'll try to yeah. try to put the pedal to the metal as much as possible
1: i also think luke fickle last week was like oh it's way more fun to beat somebody by like a hundred well, and then have people talk about yeah. me that week yeah
0: well luke fickle might be coaching um an hour or so down the road next year so uh, I'm saying if if the Chicago Bears job is opened, Ryan Day.
1: Oh, yeah. Interesting. I was trying to make that. I was trying to make that the other direction. No, 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 no. Um, that's a whole chain of events because then is Matt Campbell going to take the Chicago job? Is
0: I'm, I'm just saying. Yeah, all like, I'm saying is I. I
1: are Matt Campbell and Luke Fickle going to fight? Luke Fickle, dude, I don't know that he would go back to – not not that he would go back. I don't know that he'd get taken back to Iowa. He he failed
0: at Ohio State, remember? Yeah, I do. But he, he has in significantly not failed at Cincinnati. so
1: He has. And he beat Notre Dame this year, so that's good.
0: Just saying, there's a world where, where that happens. Um, Parker, is there anything else? Parker, we are 100, 107, good Lord, an hour and seven minutes into this podcast. Parker – Give me one thing you are thankful for, for TCU football this year, and then we'll sign off.
1: One thing I'm thankful for, for TCU football this year. Um, Can I say closure? Yeah. (laughs) I think, I think we knew that the saga was not going to be able to happen for much longer. And so I'm glad that TCU football is, is moving to the next horizon. Um, Of course, I'm always grateful for Max Duggan, so...
0: I'm grateful for Max Duggan and we kept Baylor out of the college football playoff race. (laughs) We did. (laughs) And a win. This year. And then
1: two years ago in basketball, I think it's like Baylor would have won the conference except.
0: Yeah. Yeah. a, A win that continues to be less explicable by the day. Uh, I'm
1: going to tweet that later. That's
0: excellent. Yeah. Um, you should tweet that later and I'll retweet hey, that. Thanks, bud. I appreciate that. Parker, this has been the Purple Theory Podcast. You can find me on Twitter at Great McGalley. You can find him on Twitter at War. Parker, are you doing a Bet US show this week? What's the schedule?
1: Yeah, we're doing a, a long show tomorrow morning at um, 2 Eastern. Who
0: can say? I'll tweet it. I don't remember. Who can say? Uh, we are very thankful that you continue to listen to this podcast and subscribe to our idiocy. Uh, rate, review, like. Um, hopefully five stars if we if we've earned your business uh, other than that have, have a great Thanksgiving spend it safe spend it with family and uh, hopefully TCU can sneak into the first responders bowl with a win over Iowa State on Friday Parker go Frogs
1: go Frogs